Hello and welcome to episode nine of Two Teachers Talking with me, Em. And me, Em. Sadly, no guest star this weekend, but I know last week I had a lot of positive feedback about B, and we've actually started um, getting the feelers out on other colleagues, haven't we? We, we have. <laughs> not not physically. No, not physically. <laughs> danger, danger. <laughs> there's, um, yeah, there's been a bit of a call for a spin-off. Maybe B, B does his own podcast. Oh my word, I can only imagine that. I think he'd be very good. He was very, very eloquent, wasn't he? Yeah, very, he was good. very calm. Um, and also, I know some response to it from more than one person, actually, about um, we need a, a female voice, which I think that they've got a good point. Uh, so we are going to try and um, persuade very gently, um, but with charm and vigour, uh, a female colleague perhaps to come and guest star on the podcast yeah, at some point. The other the caveat that comes with that is actually we, we have asked several female um, members of our staff to, to, to join us. And yeah. Some are a little bit nervous about doing it, but yeah. some have said that they would like to do it in the future. So. You're saying we intimidate them with our masculinity? <laughs> you absolutely couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't, anyway. I couldn't intimidate anyone, mate. No, uh, but we, I certainly would like to get that. So we'll, we'll see what we can do, yeah. but, but that was a fair comment. We're working on it. That. Absolutely. Um, as ever, we'll start with some questions from you. Uh, um, are you have three anonymous questions this week. Would you like to go first, then? Yes. Okay. Um, three anonymous questions, and I think they're good questions. Um, first one is, if you could go back to school as a student, cool. yeah. um, what would you do different? And the emphasis was on, would you look for different experiences? Mm. Well, that's, quite, that's really an interesting question, actually. Um, do, do I go back to the same school, i.e. the same school I went to? Yeah, we, c- yeah. we can do. Well, my school I went to, obviously, had a lot of experiences available. Obviously, it was a private school that was, had a lot of money, a lot of facilities. Um, I would probably look to get into something extracurricular, maybe debate-based, a little bit earlier and certainly take it a little bit further. So there were a lot of opportunities to do that. The Brains Trust that we had that was cool was like these little mini quiz weeks yeah. where your different houses did some um, competitions like that. So I, I would definitely look to maybe expand my extracurricular activities around those two areas specifically. Um, I don't know whether or not... I wouldn't take any subjects differently. No. I, I don't think I'd want to do that. No. Um, but definitely I would have played more football, but my school just didn't offer it. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a heartbreaker for me. Yeah, my, I mean, my, yeah, very very similar. I was a, a bit of a, a dabbler, you might say. <laughs> like 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 uh like your Michelangelo. It's one of life's great dabblers. Oh you reckon, yeah. Da Vinci um, da, Yeah, like And there. um I I I did things probably because I was pushed to do it by parents and by, by staff and mm. things like that. I never really saw it through. Like, I was in the cadets, but I never really oh. carried it on yeah. uh, because I went to a school similar to yours. They didn't offer football, mm. and I missed those, like, so from, like, 11 to 16, where I was playing at a decent standard. It then dropped off for me a little bit because I wasn't able to yeah, play in school. The um, therefore, I didn't pursue those sports, like, uh, hockeys, crickets, things. I never really played them. Academically, I was always quite strong so I didn't have to try that hard so I didn't really push myself academically mm. I was a real middle of the road like I said just a dabbler who, who had a coaster who, yeah. who did a lot of stuff but never really pursued any of it to its, to its fullest so again to go back and really channel my efforts mm. in one of those fields mm. would have been which field do you think you would have chosen? I always wondered what I would have done if I if I would have pursued my football mm. a bit more. Mm. But at the same time, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, like, 
I love the arts. I love music. I love art. I can't. I can't draw. I can't paint. I can't sing. I can't. I can't compose any sorts of music. I've never really had lessons in anything other than maybe the, like the recorder when I was like seven. Or eight. <laughs> I mean, Everyone yeah, has that. Yeah, playing, my first recorder. Playing three blind mice is sort of the sum total <laughs> of my my musical career. So yeah. again. Maybe the arts mm. I, I would have liked to have pursued mm. as well. Did you ever go to any of those... Um, did you ever have to play or go to any of those school concerts when you were like maybe like eight, nine, ten, when everyone had to play some sort of instrument or something? Uh, like I, I didn't play, but yeah, I think we were all in the choir. I do remember like mum and dad's come and watch me at the um, Liverpool Philharmonic. Mm. We'd do like a Christmas choir and yeah, things yeah. like that. So. Uh, when I when I was in a pri- when obviously the private school really pushed the idea of every kid learning an instrument, so they basically you had to learn something somewhere. So we had these concerts when the kids were 10, 11, and they were absolutely excruciating. Like at the time, you just were nervous because you were performing. But then I went back to watch my youngest brother, and he was all right at the trumpet. But some of the kids, obviously, I like don't every, imagine no, you every note the was wrong. What was your what was your instrument? Sorry. I played the French horn. Did you? Yeah, we had because we. Uh, of course, I mean, you did. That's such a. That when I was such that a age, show off instrument. It was literally because we quite fancied the French horn teacher. Uh, but uh, then I played the piano for about ten minutes, and then I played the drums, which I was my favorite of the instruments I played. Tickled the ivories for ten minutes, and then went onto the drums. <laughs> the drums kick like, stuff over exactly. Rock lazy. and roll, lazy. Um, but, but no, but like it, Ringo yeah. Starr. Ringo Starr, yes, of course, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, that's hopefully a bit better than that. Yeah. yeah. Poor Ringo, he gets a bad rep actually, doesn't he? Yeah, what did they say? It, was he the best? Was he the best drummer in the world? He wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> That's what he used to Pete say. best indeed. He was forced out too early. Yeah, right. We digress. Question two. We're getting silly again. No, that was fine. I, I'm, yeah, okay, sorry, go. On. Question two. I was looking forward to where this is day. it? And I have put this in um, inverted commas here. Where mm. is the best place that you've been? And obviously, that really mm. depends, mm. doesn't it? On what you describe as the best place. I mean, I do actually have an answer that's easy for me is Vietnam. Okay. Uh, I went there with my uh, middle, my brother, so my younger, not youngest brother, and my uncle. Um, my uncle and aunt were living in Singapore at the time. And so we visited them. And as part of that, uh, we went over to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just loved everything about it. So it was... A, it was so different to what you're used to in a Western society anyway. Yeah. Um, the amount of things I got to see that was interesting to me historically, but also socially. Uh, I, got, I tried goat food for the first time ever, in a, like yeah. a hawker's market. That was amazing. Um, but I don't know, there was just something about the, the place to visit. Now, I don't think, I, I wouldn't be able to live there because it was very, um, very, very, very fast-paced. Yeah, Ho, Ho Chi Minh City. Ho Chi Minh City, yeah. So and we, we also went to look at, obviously, some of the battlefields from the Vietnam War. Um, so we're in a little bit more rural. So that was obviously very different as well. That was a, quite a massive contrast, much more than in the DNBN food. Well, not, not actually, obviously, uh, you know, anywhere that, to that extreme. But no. Um, but no, it was amazing. Went through the tunnels, so you could crawl through the tunnels cool. that obviously that many of the Viet Cong lived under. But they'd enhanced it. They'd made it twice as large. And obviously, I'm quite a tall bloke. It was almost impossible for me to get in. Um, but they'd enhanced that for the tourists. You're not the most nimble, are you? Well, not necessarily. Certainly not on my feet. Uh, but my, you'd love it. My brother got to fire a gun with my uncle. Uh, they got to shoot guns at targets. Uh, I fired a, a Kalashnikov and, and, and a rifle. So they got to shoot that as the, um, the Americans of Viet Cong would use in the war. Um, we weren't there very long, three days, but I wish I could have stayed there longer. I absolutely adored it. I have I've not been to that, that part of Asia. No. Um, something that's always fascinating me. I think um might be something I'll have to go on on, yeah. my, on my bucket list to do. What would be the favourite place you visited then, if you had to pick one? Um torn because I spent I spent a summer in Australia on mm. the Gold Coast with my um with my friend 
And oh, uh, it was such an amazing place. Like, just the second you get off the plane, it's just like so relaxed, mm. you know. And I always remember he, he lived in a place called uh, Mermaid Waters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> of course it was. And it was like um, canals and these sort of housing estates built on this um, interlocking web of web of canals and mm. as soon as I got there I was like this is the coolest place mm. and at one o'clock no one's working yeah. everyone's going off on fishing boats yeah, yeah. people have always got a stubby <laughs> a stu- you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're unlucky <laughs> <laughs> yeah a beer yeah, in their yeah, hands yeah, yeah. and um, it was just it was it was just such a cool place so many things to do um, and just life just chilled yeah. but then uh, Prague is my favourite city. Mm, that's it's a lovely, beautiful, isn't it? beautiful city yeah. with um, incredible history, a real rich tapestry of of um, again sort of interwoven historical events and, and interesting things with the, the Jewish quarter, mm. um, Charles Bridge. But again, it's it's cuisine, mm. um, it's nightlife, mm-hmm. everything. It's a beautiful city. One I get, I hope yeah. I get to go back to. Prague is wonderful, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, lovely European place. Okay, okay. And my third question mm-hmm. this is a good one. Who is the most famous person you've met and what were they like? Uh, oh, God. Actually, I, I can't think of any celebrities I've really met. I met, uh, well, I, I gave Nasser Hussein his hat back once in Barbados, the cricketer. Yeah. Uh, I met Gary Sobers, also a cricketer. I don't like cricket, but my dad loves cricket. But Gary, Gary Sobers was signing books, I think, at an airport when we were in, could have been Barbados again, I can't remember. Um, so I've met those two, and I've seen John Barrowman, the, uh, the now somewhat disgraced... Famous, we said. <laughs> now somewhat disgraced kind of actor and host in a, an airport lobby. But that was when he was the um, Captain Jack in Doctor Who, so I was quite young when we saw him, we were quite excited. I can't think of anyone else famous I've ever, I've ever met. My dad once embarrassed himself, he met... Oh my god, um, Robert Perez mm-hmm. uh, in a restaurant, but my dad was a bit worse for wear on the old on the old booze, so he said something like "Good luck tomorrow" in the FA Cup final, and Robert Perez said "We play on Sunday, mate," or something like that. So my dad embarrassed himself in front of Robert Perez. So I think probably that's that's a more interesting story than me and Gary Sobers. But I haven't I haven't personally met very many famous people. Uh, uh, yeah, my my um, thoughts on this went straight to sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have actually. Met quite a lot of footballers. You met Tomo, haven't you? I've seen the picture of you with Tomo. Yeah, Tomo, um, David Unsworth, um, Joe Parkinson, uh, Juan Sebastian Veron in an an airport, yeah, Yeah, yeah. slightly slightly left field. Uh, Ozzy, Leon Osman, I've met him as well. I've seen Mikel Arteta at an airport as well. In the flesh. Goodness me. Um, Howard Kendall Hmm. on a a night out. Loads, loads yeah. of loads of people, yeah. really. But um, like celebrity wise, so Johnny Vegas in um, in an airport, <laughs> um, and uh, he was getting changing money at Manchester Airport. He was okay. changing money. I assume he was filming Benidorm. Oh, he was, he was, he was off to yesterday. And um, I had a really nice run in with my friend Rob one day with uh, Ricky Tomlinson. Oh yeah, by yeah. the Live Buildings. Yeah. And as we pulled up to the light, he was crossing the road. And I shouted rather obnoxiously, Ricky! And he went, How oh, are you, lad? <laughs> and I thought, Yeah, nice one, Ricky. Proper work. Yeah, he didn't, he could, have, 
could have done a Jamie Carragher and yeah, spat yeah. at me, couldn't could he? Give you both barrels, like that, um, yeah. Jamie Carragher I've met a couple of times. I worked in uh, Marks and Spencers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. on a Friday, I used to be on the end till. And I, again, assuming he was, he'd finished at Melwood. And every Friday, he would come to my till because it was the closest to where he'd been shopping. Yeah. And he had a massive platter of fruit. Fruit? Fruit. Oh, yeah, I think he taught you. Yeah, yeah, and I always remember that. Like, just loads and loads of fresh fruit. Mm. He was buying and... Um, he wasn't that tall, but he was like dead broad, dead stocky. Well, he'd have to yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but that was when he was playing. Yeah. So I couldn't, couldn't tell you what year that would be, what, 2006, 2007, something like that. You didn't give him too much stick? No. No. No, you don't, do you? No. Oh, and <laughs> well, John Paris. I used, I used John Paris. I met him a couple of times. Isn't not it? in a Marks and Spencer's. No, not in Marks no, and Spencer's. Because no. um, his children went to the same school as me. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, I did see John Burko once, the ex-speaker of the mm-hmm. of Parliament at uh, the Emirates. Yeah, um, he hadn't tied his shoelace, but we didn't tell him because that was. But oh, he said John Virgo then. I thought we were talking about <laughs> snooker. <laughs> no, mate, no, uh, John Virgo, John Virgo. Um, yeah, so not. I mean, yeah, it could have been way cooler than that, really, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no Hollywood a list. I don't there, really right? go for that celebrity culture. Like, I'm not. If I saw a particularly famous, unless I suppose, like maybe Terry Henry or. You know, Ian Wright, someone I really, really, really adored. Otherwise, if I saw a celebrity or an actor, it'd be like, oh, if I saw any of, the, any of the current. Uh, Hollywood celebrities oh, I, I think to... I'd close the curtains yeah. <laughs> I just wouldn't I'm not into it so no, I don't have any not. social media I don't follow any of that so no, I just wouldn't my cup of tea I might say oh you know there's I don't know whoever it is you know there's Ben Affleck yeah. or Ryan Reynolds or whatever but other than that I've just uh, just wouldn't be bowled over really no. no there we are there we go okay um, so well thank you very much anonymous listener for those uh, those questions there I've got three that we've had sent in from email okay just to remind you guys our email to teacherstalking6 at gmail.com thank you for these emails I think these may be new listeners from last week or the week before we haven't heard from these guys before um, the first one is from someone just J16 uh, I don't I don't know that can't be a name <laughs> surely <laughs> could be who knows J16 they ask and this is quite a hard question What's the best and worst lesson you've ever taught and why is that? Now, we were just talking about this before we came on air. Uh, I think that's insanely difficult. What did, we, what did you work out in terms of lessons we've taught in our lives? Uh, probably at least 600 lessons a year. Yeah. And for me, it's 10 years. So we're talking about 6,000 lessons. Yeah. I, I could tell you about lessons that have gone great and you hear the audible clunk of the penny clicking, yeah. of the penny dropping when yeah. kids really get it and kids have enjoyed it and then they've gone off and they've done an exam and they've come back and they said, oh, that really helped. Yeah. Uh, I've, had, I've had some nice times in school with things you remember. You've had a real laugh with certain classes and I'd, I'd, I'd rather switch the question to sort of like the rapport that you have with mm. certain classes and mm. those classes that you really remember and you really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you one particular lesson. No. And I've also, I've equally had oh, so as, many, as many stinkers <laughs> oh, yeah. as well where things haven't gone right. There's been an issue before the lesson that's carried on in the lesson or, yeah. you know, or you've got your timing wrong or you've overpitched it and it's too, you know, yeah, the kids don't much. get it and that'll yeah. happen as well. Mm. And, um, you know, you've got to rethink it and, we're talking, we were talking recently, aren't we, in our own CPD and development about adaptive teaching? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, changing things to suit. So, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I actually quite like our um, a bit of sycophantic drop here. Our head teacher's view on the peak moments. So, mm. best lessons, similar for me actually, peak moments of my career, they're not necessarily um, individual lessons, but there might be a sequence of time I spent with a class. It could be, you know, going on a trip with kids, some kids who'd never, for example, been to London. 
you know, and they get to see things in London. They're pretty amazed. And I found that really quite kind of inspiring. And, you know, I really enjoyed that. There have been some stinkers. Probably the one that sticks in my mind is the worst one ever. God knows why, because... I think it was my NQT year and it turned out they were one of the nicest and best class, best year groups ever. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't great at teaching, obviously, when I was teaching them in year nine. Uh, and it was something I was recommended to try was count upwards instead of down for countdown. I got to 612 and they just weren't listening. So it's just like, but it was like a zoo and they just go mad. And I was there like 611, 612. I thought, okay, that's enough. They're not going to get this. No. I really should have stopped it. You know, if, you get to, if you get to, yeah, tra- tra- <laughs> travel digits, you're in trouble. I was just like, yeah, no, this will work. This will work. And it didn't. Uh, but that, And obviously that was 15 minutes of just counting. But then much. I think about like moments that we've shared and I'm thinking, uh, obviously you can't, can't name names, but, no. but um, a child in your form who mm. we know hasn't had a lot of fantastic opportunities mm. and our school has put provision in place where this particular boy has taken up um, music lessons mm-hmm. and he's developed a real affinity with uh, the trumpet. trumpet yeah absolutely the trumpet and we're like so proud of him like this kid's so adorable and he and he's running out every week and he they're excited to play his trumpet and whatever else so i think they're the things that we I yeah, really I, enjoy. I, I generally think they are also the most memorable things. Yeah, no, they, they make the biggest difference, certainly, in our... In our um, That's what we do. That's what we do for, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, this one from Tim. This one could be tricky. Most memorable interaction with a student. I, I, I mean, I genuinely can't think of any that are suitable. I can't think of any that are clean. I can think of ones where like, I've been really moved by something. They've said, you know, oh, I, I, I'm going on to university because of what you told me and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But in terms of, uh, I think that what they're looking for is something a bit different. Yeah, <laughs> obviously there's there's times when you would argue that you've been abused, you know, like <laughs> li- like you know, yeah, effing and, yeah. and Jeffing yeah. and and whatever else. And I've had some incredibly sad moments when I've had to deliver some really bad news mm, yeah, yeah. as well. And those things you don't forget stuff like that. It's not a job that you switch off. You do think about it when you go home all the time, and you don't forget. You don't forget those things, and especially when you know the child. You've known the child for a while. Of course, you take. You know, you take an interest in their lives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna. Definitely not gonna divulge any <laughs> any personal details. No, no. But nor we sully it with some of the. I think what he's wanted is like, what's the worst thing people kids have said to you? But the. Yeah, kids, kids, kids say some terrible things yeah. and kids do some terrible things. I've seen some horrific violence here mm. in school and I've seen some uh, odd behaviour yeah. as well, of course. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's kids. Yeah. That's people. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, finally as well, sorry. Mm. And this is from, I can't remember the person's email address, but just a bit an odd one. So, you know, well done on an original email address. <laughs> if nothing else. Have you ever taught outside your subject specialism? When, what, and did you enjoy it? Um. Yeah. yeah. Different different things. Obviously, cover lessons where I've I've got involved some drama mm. as well, and I really like going into a lesson where I don't know, and then I can say to the kids who are struggling, I don't know either. Mm. Let's learn together. Yeah. And I think that the, the kids quite like that. Yeah. I've taken sports. I've taken. I've had teams here in the past, and I've quite enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Um, I like my sports anyway. What sort of sports? I've had a football team in oh, the past. Well, that's kind of a specialism for you, really. I don't even talk yeah, to I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a qualified no. PE teacher, but, um, yeah, I've quite enjoyed doing that. But yeah. I'll, I'll tear me on. I'll give anything a go. Yeah, yeah. Mm, you know. Uh, I had a cover lesson today. I was doing, um, was it, loci in maths. 
Oh, yeah. And I can't remember how to do any of that. So, you know, I was desperately trying to interpret the treasure map along with them. Um, yeah, but it's like but going it's back. Yeah, exactly. It's like going back 20 years, isn't it? It's just... I think, but I think, again, for listeners, people think that the teacher in the room should always, should always know. You should always know best. And it's, sometimes it's, it's a learning journey together, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? It certainly is. You know, and actually I think the children would probably get more from helping you learn than they probably would with you just dictating to them. Absolutely, yeah. So that's, that's modern teaching. Kind of links into metacognition a bit that we talk about a lot as well, doesn't it? Oh, if you can understand it and really... It's a filthy link. Go, <laughs> you, can, you can teach others, including your own teacher. There we yes. go. What a metacognitive plug we've had there. Indeed. Okay. Well, they are those questions there. Thank you very much for them. As ever, any further questions you'd like to um, ask us about, two teachers talking six at gmail.com. I am actually quite enjoying getting the teacher-based questions. Yeah. Um, so if we've gone back to our roots. Yeah, we have, haven't we? I'd like to get back in. I really want to choose a topic. You know you're talking about Greek mythology. I'd like to choose a topic we can spend two weeks on, maybe. A bit like we, we did with our first... A double header. Months, something like that, yeah. We've got to find something that we can discuss and get into. Anyway, we'll think about that later on. Um, I've got today... I mean, I know you said go for fun, but, you know... Uh, this is as fun you as don't it know, gets. Yeah, you don't know fun. You came yeah. to the wrong guy. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I've chosen a couple of things uh, linking to my, obviously, love of history. We'll Ooh. start with firsts. Firsts. Firsts, yeah. So um, what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to basically give you a first something. You need to give me uh, either the date you think it happened or if it's a person, do you know the person? Oh. And then we can unpack that a little bit. Oh God, you know, you're going to make me look real... No, 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 no. Thing. I think you'll be all right, actually. And even if you can kind of get in the in the right sort of decade, I think that would be impressive enough. Go on, let's talk. Right, let's start here. So I wasn't going to go first phone call because that's quite uh, well known. Instead, I've gone for first mobile or cell phone call. When do you think that was made? Uh, if you're not sure on the exact date, you can give me a decade. Cell phone. Yeah, like mobile phone, but I think it's I think it's American. I think it was an employee of Motorola, actually. This bloke. Oh, so I don't know if it's going like what I think it is, or is it going to be a lot earlier? Mm. What do you think? What's what's uh, swimming around Motorola? I'm assuming the Japanese. I think so. Japanese. Although actually, I, I think this bloke's not um, looking at his name, Martin Martin Cooper. I'm guessing he's Martin Cooper. I know what the first text message sent. Oh, yeah. And I was something to do with that, but I couldn't tell you when it was. What, what did it, it say? I think it said Merry Christmas. Oh, right, okay, yeah. I think it was 91. I'm going to say, I want to say it was oh, early development. Hmm. 69. Ooh, you're not far off. It's 73. Okay. So the first ever cell phone call. And just like actually um, Graham Bell's, rather boringly, I think Martin Cooper just phoned up and said, hello, I'm just checking this works. So, you know, not particularly inspiring. <laughs> no. Uh, 1973. God, yeah. I, I was thinking a bit later than that, actually, when I was thinking about the first mobile phone. But yeah. 73. I just thought it would take a long time to... Yeah, to start getting it. Yeah, the bugs and whatever. But it did work. There you go, Martin Cooper. So thank you, Mr. Cooper. was a million miles away. No, you were bang on, mate. Nearly there. Um, Do you know what the first, or when, sorry, the first microwave was used? And do you know what they cooked with it? The first microwave. So think about when, like... It's got to be post-World War II. Mm, Just. That's what I'm thinking. Just. Because I I know certainly the Nazis and the Russians were already... Contemplating yeah, working with the with those kind of things. Um, yeah, yeah. Project um, Manhattan. Manhattan, yeah. The nuclear yeah, bomb. Nuclear. I know they were already dealing with radio mm. waves, stuff like mm. that. I'm going to say 90, post 1946 or 7. I mean, it's 45. It's literally 45. right after oh, the war. There you go. Do you know what they uh, cooked in it, though? Uh, 
Popcorn. Yeah. Did they? That's it. Popcorn in 45. The first <laughs> ever use of microwave for popping. I am good popcorn. at this. That's very good, mate. You were, this is oh, it's better being lucky than good. <laughs> no, this is just, this is pure talent. Uh, uh, this is a good one. Uh, the first selfie. The first selfie. Is this going to be a trick question? Sort of. So, uh, sort so of it's not, question. it's not, I'm still talking about a camera, but it's, okay. it'll be, it'll probably be a lot earlier than you think. Okay, so I'm thinking, what, like... Actually, we do teach L- Lumiere, sort of. Yeah, so, yeah. Sort of thing. Um, oh, yeah. And by the way, when I say selfie, I mean literally this bloke had to set it all up and then it was on him. Yeah, he took a yeah. picture of himself yeah, yeah, by yeah. accident. Yeah. Um, it's got to be pre-Civil War then, American Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking probably post... It's going to be between 1870 and 1880-something, I'm going to say. Oh, bring it back, bring it back. Bring it back, bring it back. earlier. Yeah. I mean, this is record. Obviously, it could be earlier. Oh, mind you, mind you, I think they had photographs in the Crimea, didn't they? That's 1850s. 50s, yeah. Further back than that? Only slightly. Only slightly. Yeah. Okay, well, I've sort of cheated. I suppose Dickensian. Yeah. Dickensian England, 1843. Yeah, very close. 1839. Okay, so you, you helped me with that one, but no, I had the right, right idea. No, you had the right idea. Robert Cornelius, a bloke who was like m- uh, mucking around his uh, photography studio, and he said, I wonder what happens if I take a photo of myself. Uh, and I think, obviously, I found it amazing because you have to stand still. Was he very twerking still. or anything like that? <laughs> His, uh, his buttocks were <laughs> totally still throughout. And clenched, I imagine. <laughs> well, I imagine I was sitting still for... Had to stand still for 12 minutes or whatever. Poor bloke, yeah. Um, first 3D movie. First 3D movie. Um, is it a dinosaur one? Uh, I don't think so. No, I was going to say the one... Don't know, no idea. No. All right, 1922. So okay. it was stereoscopic, so I'm assuming, you know, very basic. Uh, it's called The Power of Love. I haven't seen it, oh. but, um, you know, I love my film, so I might check that out, the first 3D movie. There you go, 1922. Um, yeah, this, one, this one's interesting. First woman ever elected to Congress, and this is a bit of an interesting question. So first woman elected to Congress. doesn't matter if you know her name or not, I'll tell you, but do you know like, when that was? America, you told Yeah, America, yeah. And it's an interesting question, actually. Uh, in an odd way. I don't no. Idea. First woman elected to Congress, 1916. And when did women get the vote in America, do you know? Uh, no, but I'm, you're going to tell me slightly later, didn't I? Yeah, 1920. 1920. So uh, it was only blokes electing Jeanette uh, Racky, 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 I can't even remember, Racky, I can't even remember writing, which I think is interesting. So she had to um, then basically on her own yeah. make a massive push for women's suffrage in 1920. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was only men electing her, even electing her at that time. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, first YouTube video. I was actually, I, I think I was bang on with this. YouTube. So again, when I, I was thinking, oh, it's well, got... Well, YouTube was around when I was at school. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be 1990-something, I Ooh, thought. No, a bit late, mate. Bit Is late. it really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 2002? Almost 2005. Oh. And it was a young boy showing people around a zoo. Oh, like were seconds. you that young boy? <laughs> I was certainly not. I wasn't allowed to access such things. Uh, yeah, we were still using quill, basically. <laughs> quill and ink. Yeah. <laughs> so 2005, yeah, that, that doesn't seem that long ago. 
Weirdly, yeah. I'd expected it like you. I was expecting to be a bit older, but there we go. Two thousand and five, the yeah, first YouTube video. Um, and finally, for this, the first ever person to win two Nobel prizes, and do you know when they were? The first person yeah. to win two. To win two. Oh. It wasn't back to back. It's not like back to back Premier League wins. Um, there was a bit of a gap between them. It's not. Um, you probably do know actually. Uh, It's not the person who invented dynamite, is it, by any chance? I don't know, no. It's not. No. Uh, it's she to do with for chemistry and physics. Curie? Yeah, Curie. 903 and 1911. First person to win two. Excellent. Yeah, one of my heroes, Mary Curie. She's quite amazing. I wish we spoke more about her in the history of medicine. She hardly comes up, which I find really sad. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, and also on a historical theme, uh, I'm going to take you back... To this day... Transport me there. Wednesday the 8th of February. Wednesday. Let's go back to 1587. 1587. Right. Yeah, 1587. Today... Okay. okay. Have a guess. What do you reckon happened? Let's go. Look, you can guess. Oh. I'm going to have a complete stab in the dark, because it could be absolutely anything, couldn't it? 1587. It's quite a significant event, to be fair. Something to do with the Armada. Well, it's, it's actually Elizabeth, Mary, Queen of Scots, beheaded on this day in uh, 1587. There we go. What a, what a sad end for her. Poor old girl. Indeed. Uh, 1904. This would be right up your Strasa. <laughs> you leave my Strasa out of it. 1904. This day. 8th of Feb. 8th of Feb. 1904. Two, two nations clash. One uh, kind of emerging and trying to become a, a big player on the world stage, but gets pretty humiliated in this war, actually. The um, first... Cuban-American war? No, actually, no, no, that's, uh, I think that's, that's just, is that two years earlier? The one with Teddy? Yeah, uh, or slightly later then. I can't remember when that one actually is. Go on, give me, give me a clue. Let right. me get my teeth into this. Come we, on. Uh, okay, so, uh, how can I give you a clue for this? Right, so it, they, they're currently fighting a war at the moment, although the, the, uh, we, we are not on their side on it. Russia? Yeah. And they come toe-to-toe. Oh, um, the Japo-Russo war. Yeah, the Russo-Japanese war. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and obviously that one, the Japanese were quite expected to win that one. A fairly emerging industrial power. Yeah. They got a, they got a, a thumb thrashing. pin. Yeah. They got a real thrashing. And they really were pretty angry about that. Russia, obviously, they hadn't even finished industrialisation. No. Uh, still quite peasant Who was based, the... Was it Tsar Nicholas? Uh, 1904. Might be Alexander Peter. III. I, I do remember that... Um, he his leadership was in question mm. after the mm. after the event. Mm. It wasn't a very popular war. No, no, no really, uh, not great, not great. But really unexpected win for Russia. I think that causes lots of bad blood. Actually, obviously, has links to the later in the in the twentieth century. Um, now, this is really interesting. Uh, it was in the news today, actually, nineteen fifteen. On this day, a certain film was screened for the first ever time, and in the news today, we just announced it's being re released, incredibly controversially. Uh, something to do with um, oh, um, I doubt you've seen it I've only seen bits of it what like Chaplin no it's, it's way worse than that it's not as nice it is the favourite film of President Woodrow Wilson he repeatedly screened it at the White House unbelievably I don't know Birth of a Nation quite right. possibly the most racist film <laughs> ever created oh, right. uh, a lot of it is basically just about um, black people obviously African Americans at that time you know, committing atrocities against white women. 
um, basically like a danger message about uh, black people having too many rights. But imagine well, that, it was the president's favourite film and he repeatedly screened it at the White House. And what, what did you say about it's been... It's being, being re-released, it's in the news, so they're re-releasing it. Not on like, not general release at Cineworld, but it's being re-released. I think they've, they've um, not 4 k it, but you know, they've updated the quality of it. Uh, and it's an important historical <laughs> Quality. Well, yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. visual quality. The visual the, quality. Not the content, not the content. horrendously racist. Yeah. But obviously it's, a, it's quite interesting because they're, you know, it's being re-released as a part of a historical document but obviously people are quite shocked that it's being allowed out again which I can understand it's a pretty barbarous film yeah yeah. but first first ever released on this day 1905 well yeah uh, and lastly a bit of a grim one 1924 the first ever method of execution what do you think they tried out and they, and they kept it after this 1924 in um, the United States a federal execution of someone who was a gangster and it was a method of execution which then they retained and actually I think two states still retain it now well, it can only be, it can only be lethal injection or, or well, it can't be that because they still use that in quite a few states. Yes, it's kind of electrocution, is it? Uh, it's not actually, it's a gas chamber. Oh, really? Yeah, which they use quite a lot um, post-war to execute people. Um, but the gas chamber is first ever used today in 1924 to execute poor G. Jeon, uh, a gangster. A gangster. Yeah. Live by the sword, die by the, die by the gas. Die by seems. the chamber, it seems, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, those mm. were some uh, historical moments in, in history. So, it just makes, doesn't it? Isn't that why history is the greatest subject? In the I started off well and I tapered off. <laughs> I'd say. You've done good, an a good start. About 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, a good start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been surprised, by the way, you've gone through the whole episode without mentioning the weekend as well. Right, yeah, I'm not here to gloat. <laughs> I mean, we had our sporting joust at the weekend, yeah. didn't we? Yes, an unexpected win for you there. Um, you were quite, you were, you were quite tame on the thing. I was expecting a bit more of a, of a dissing, but you didn't. Um, as I've got older, I've become a little bit more realistic, yeah. and I think, uh, yeah, even a broken clock, right, twice a day, isn't it? Yeah. Plus, it was bang well, to rise. I, I think probably what helped was my. I was quite gracious because there was no way you were the Edford team of the better team, so I wasn't. There was nothing for me to say really, was there? I couldn't punch back very much. No. And I do quite want them to stay in the Premier League, Jen, and they're they're kind of a, an older team with lots of tradition. You don't really want those guys to go down there. Yeah. No one really dislikes. No, there's nothing to dislike. We're not a threat, are we? No, they've, they've had some quality players and stuff in the past. They're a nice, yeah. they're a, a nice ever-present uh, presence that I like. Yeah, so you know. that's good. And plus, Man City lost to so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. We really do need to get thinking about um, getting a female voice on. I really, there's so many people of our colleagues that I think have a lot to offer. Yeah, um, and just rather than these kind of two kind of deep. And we said, didn't we, that, like, oh, we'll do one every, like, five, five ten episodes. episodes. I think maybe we just, we'll do well, it We've had some interest, haven't we? We've yeah. Had a couple of people, people have had requesting. The, the male staff, so we're saying, no, we want to hear a female voice. Yeah, we will definitely get those. But then, yeah, we've had a, we've even had an offer to, for a bit of a jingle. Someone wants to make it, our music teacher extraordinaire wants to do a jingle for us to replace our current one, which, what a kind offer. Yeah. And uh, he would very much like to appear as well. So we're getting some good guests lined up, but yeah, definitely want to make sure we get a, uh, a female presence on here as soon as possible. And we need the questions to keep coming in. Definitely that. So thank you for these three uh, this week and for our anonymous questions as well. Just as a reminder then, twoteacherstalking6 at gmail.com. And also, I know some of our colleagues are listening. If you're... I don't know, some of them keep saying to me, oh, I had a question I forgot. But just, just drop us the email because, uh, you know, you might not catch us around. We are busy. You know, mainly signing autographs now. Uh, but if you do, if you would like to ask us a question, and, and you know, genuinely, if you have something for us, and even if you don't want your name to be read out, just email us in two teachers talking six at gmail.com. Can be about teaching, doesn't have to be, but I am quite enjoying the teacher train at the moment. Yeah. Please get in touch. We will go through anything uh, we like. I also think 
we need a couple more regular listeners. I'd like to ask the listeners something as well in the future. I'll ask Ruth something. Uh, where is Ruth? You need to come back to us, Ruth. I mean, yeah. genuinely, really, really, really uh, having a Swiss listener I found really exciting and she always had, you know, intelligent contributions to make. I, I would did. like her to come back very much. Oh, yeah. Right. Hope right. she's all right. Uh, I'm going to have a think about the next... Well, I want to have a double header as well, as you mentioned. I really want to have a think about that. Let's get together and talk about that. I think we could go deep on something, yeah. <laughs> all the way so we'll think about that in the next few weeks and we'll absolutely get that sorted for you please get in touch with any emails you have for us we'd love to hear them but for now it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me thank you very much goodbye see you soon <laughs>